The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome along to The Big Red Bench. Kieran Regan with you till 7 o'clock this evening. Jam-packed show as always. We're going to get reaction from Mick McCarthy and Conor Horan on the Republic of Ireland's nil-all draw with Georgia. That's on the way. We'll also get reaction from Joe Smith and Rory Best their bonus point victory over Samoa earlier on today. We'll hear from Neil Fenn after he got his first three points as Cork City manager over UCD last night. We also get uh, some reaction from former City legend Georgie O'Callaghan. That's all on the way. And we preview tomorrow's SE Energy Systems Cork Senior Camogie Championship final between Inniscarra and Sarsfields. That is all on the way between now and 7 o'clock. Yeah, welcome along to the Big Red Bench. Kieran Ruggan with you till 7 o'clock this evening. Busy, busy show. A busy day of sporting action. A great day to be a sports fan. Sit down, watch the TV or listen to the radio and get all the updates. Starting with the football, it's finished nil all between the Republic of Ireland and Georgia in Tbilisi in their Euro 2020 qualifier. Richie McCormick was over there. Full time here in Tbilisi, it finishes Georgia nil, Republic of Ireland nil. A late flourish from the visitors, spurred on by the introduction of 19 year old Aaron Connolly, almost saw Ireland stage a snatch and grab victory. Ireland's only chance of the first half came on three minutes when a free kick from wide on the left was met by the head of John Egan, but the Sheffield United man could only see his chance hit the post. The Georgians produced the better first half chances, particularly to Kazayashvili and Ananadze, but with neither troubling Darren Randolph too much in the Ireland goal. But a lack of creativity saw James Collins isolated up front and offering little, and Georgian chances building a number during the second and half. Connolly was brought on for his international debut with 11 minutes remaining and almost capped it with a goal on the stroke of 90 following some good interplay with James McLean. Connolly again found himself in space in injury time but shot wide while on the run following a Glenn Whelan clearance and right at the death a Shane Duffy header from a corner was gathered by Loria in the Georgian goal. Ireland stayed top of Euro qualifying Group D on 12 points but could surrender top spot to Denmark depending on results in Copenhagen later tonight. With the Republic of Ireland squad in Tbilisi, I'm Richie McCormack. Yeah, that was uh, the score there in that game. Uh, we'll have post-match reaction very shortly as well from uh, McCarthy, uh, Mick McCarthy, and also uh, Connor Horan. That is all on the way as well. But uh, here is home in the Munster Senior League Premier Division. Douglas Hall defeated Cove Wanderers four goals to one a little bit uh, earlier on as well today so a good win for them there in the Munster Senior Cup second round Mayfield United had a 2-1 win over Ringmahan Rangers while Avondale defeated Riverstown four goals to one in rugby Ireland's journey at the World Cup continues for another week at least a 47-5 bonus point victory over Samoa in Fukuoka today means Joe Schmidt's side will advance past the pool stage and play in a quarter final they'll face either New Zealand or South Africa in the next round Ireland played for almost an hour with 14 men uh, after centre Bundiaki received a red card in the first half for a high tackle. Head coach uh, Joe Smith uh, spoke after the game. We're obviously happy with the result and, and with a number of things about the performance, Joe, but uh, we're obviously disappointed we didn't manage to finish the game with, with 15 players and we'll look at that and, and, um, and try to come up with what we believe is, is uh, some reasoning behind that. Just looking at, at the, the sending off, did you think it was a fair decision? Look, I, I, I'll have to review it and have a, have a, a really close look. I, I rate Nick Berry. I think he's a very good referee. So, uh, you know, the TMO tonight, Rowan Kitts, uh, a very good operator. So, um, you know, it's hard to argue at the moment. But, you know, it, it's, it's pretty devastating for, for Bundy. He knows a lot of the Samoan players very well. I know they've got a lot of respect for him. And... Um, you know, for us, it's it's a really disappointing finish to the night. It is mission accomplished until the knockout stages. Now, is your team peaking at the right time? Well, you know, we had a home game tonight, as you can see. Uh, we've got a fantastic crowd. Um, as long as they can find their way to Tokyo um, and, and the Shinkansen is running again, then wherever we do go, we know we'll have uh, great support. You have great belief, great confidence going into those knockout stages. Uh, look, we'll take it one step at a time, Joel, and, and have a look back at tonight's game and then find out who we're playing tomorrow, I guess.
Yeah, Joe Schmidt speaking there after that match. We'll have uh, his post-match um, conference there very shortly as well. Man of the match, Jordan Larmer spoke uh, after Ireland's win as well. How tough were the conditions out there to start with? Um, yeah, you know, the conditions certainly were tough out there. I thought Samoa, uh, they were very physical. They brought the game to us. Um, yeah, you know, we're happy with the, fo- the performance. Um, you know, we could have taken a few more opportunities, but look, happy with the performance and it's just about keep building and, and growing as a team and, and in the tournament. Really clinical performance from, from the back line, in particular from yourself. Good foundation laid by the forwards? Yeah, definitely. You know, the forwards tonight, they're giving us gain line, getting over it, um, getting go for uh, forward momentum and uh, you know it's easy to play off the back of that go forward ball so you know credit to the forwards tonight they um, they really did a good job Jordan Armour speaking there after Ireland's win over Samoa earlier on today a bonus point victory as well locally in the Energia League formerly the Ulster Bank League in Division 1A Cork Con defeated Clontarf 28-25 to while UCC had a comprehensive win over Ballina Hinch 39 to six in Division One B, Highfield overcame Banbridge forty-two twenty-eight. Well, in two A, not so much luck for Dolphin. They lost out to Old Crescent twenty-seven ten. In Division Two C, Middleton uh, defeated Bangor twenty-six fifteen. While Sundays well overcame Clonmel twenty points to seventeen. In Gaelic games, uh, less than an hour and a half to go. Uh, to the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship final between Kilworth and Fodder O'Neill's in Parkyrin at 7.30. A massive, massive game for both clubs. Both uh, clubs also going up to the second grade of senior for next year by virtue of getting to the uh, final of this competition. But uh, obviously one of those will go up as champions and we'll have post-match reaction from that game on tomorrow's Big Red Bench as well. So how seven and Parker Ring get yourselves under. It's going to be an absolute cracker between the Avenue and the McKilly teams there. Uh, the Premier Intermediate Football Championship semi-final took place earlier on today. Bantry Blues and Aerog down in Clonakilty and a fascinating battle as well. It ended in a two point win for Aerog, 216 to three goals and 11. So the Muskery side now go forward to the county final. Kieran Sheehan came on as well for Aerog with the. Uh, a couple of minutes left I suppose in that game so it uh, made some bit of a difference there but Aerog will play in the final they don't know who they're going to play yet because Canturk and St Michael's played out a draw in Mallow last night a uh, game of two halves St Michael's really on in the first half while Canturk uh, taking charge of the second half and going down as well to 14 men with uh, four minutes left on the clock plus about four minutes injury time as well. So they're going to have to do it all over again, which uh, will give the county board some headaches, I imagine, because uh, of the St. Michael's players' involvement with Blackrock and the Canturk players' involvement with uh, Duhallow as well. I think uh, Canturk have six players starting for Duhallow tomorrow. Six involved anyway. So um, it'll be interesting to see how all that scheduling works out, but uh, rather them than me anyway. So a cracker uh, in store in that one again and Darrow will meet the winners of that. In golf, Graham McDowell is in the tie for 10th at the Italian Open. He's the only Irish player to have made the cut in Rome and a shot third round level par of 71 today as well. That leaves him 7 under for the tournament. Six shots off the lead overall. In darts, four-time major finalist David Chisnell will take on Michael Van Gerwen in the final of the Boyle Sports World Grand Prix tonight. The decider takes place up in City West in Dublin in just under two hours time 8 o'clock is the start time there in basketball there's two Super League fixtures today in the men's Cochrane CNS Neptune are taking on the Dublin Lions in less than an hour at 7pm while in the women's Father Matthews currently taking on IT Carlo at the moment and uh, the latest score we have from that at half time it's uh, Father Matthews who lead 34 points to 32 we'll keep you up to date on that one as it's happening at the moment so yeah busy busy day of sporting action plenty of other action happening as well in gymnastics uh, Ireland's Reese McLennigan uh, claimed Ireland's first ever medal at the uh, gymnastics world championships the 20 year old t- took bronze in the uh, pommel horse final in Germany it uh, adds to the European and Commonwealth medals he secured last year so uh, a fantastic achievement for Reese McLennigan there um, congratulations to him now uh, moving on Ireland 
got a one all or a nil all draw with Georgia in the Euro qualifiers earlier on today. And uh, Republic of Ireland boss Mick McCarthy spoke to Sky Sports News after that. Mick, what are you feeling? I'm happy. Took a point. If somebody had said to me at the start when we were playing Georgia, we get four points from them. I would have took that. And uh, I think it'll be seen tonight. They're a good side. Try against Denmark. Uh, they've had a lot of the ball. Uh, I just asked Dad. Darren's not made a save, to be honest with you. But uh, it was a tough game. Tough game. It's a good point to take away, I believe. Could have been so different if the early header from John Egan had gone in and you would have backed yourself, I'm sure, to keep a clean sheet under those circumstances. Of course. I think we've proved already that we're a, we're a hard nut to crack. We've not created that many chances. Uh, although Aaron Connolly's come on and made the keeper, well, he saved one and the other one flew past the post. Uh, and there's not been a lot of chances in the game. I'd back us to keep a clean sheet, yes, of course I would, in answer to your question. What, what did you make of young Connolly's uh, debut? I thought it was excellent, the, the bits he got the ball, he's not on that long, but he, he's, he's sharp, he got turned round. Uh, the one he got in, I fancied him to score, I thought it was just going to be a perfect debut. And he hit the one with his right foot, made the keeper save. Uh, he's lively, I'm delighted with him. Give you a bit of a headache for selection on Tuesday? Yeah, absolutely, he has, yeah. He was, he was in contention today, guy, he wouldn't have been in the squad otherwise. But I did feel we needed a, a, a presence up front, which James Collins gave us. And he put a real shift in, didn't get many chances, but, you know, he, he, he contributed to that nil-nil, that's for sure. Was there ever a moment where you felt you could gamble or needed to gamble, or did you always feel that the, the point was a good point? Yeah, I thought uh, there was a time to gamble. But then when they put their three subs on, they were all six foot four plus. I mean, they were causing us problems. So I'd considered putting Judgey on or Callum O'Dowd or somebody to give us a little bit of something. Whether they would have done or not, but with ten minutes to go, five minutes to go, it was make sure that we don't concede. Because I thought any any goal was going to come from a free kick or a corner, and that was probably us as well. And that nearly happened at the end, of course. Two games to go, the two big ones as well, Switzerland away, Denmark at home. How do you see Ireland's chances of qualifying now from the group? Well, we're a point better off. We'll watch them tonight, the two teams playing, see what happens there. We'll, go to, we'll get ready and go to Switzerland and we'll try and beat them. But we know what a good team they are. And then, of course, it might all hinge on the Denmark game at home. Who knows? But uh, let's, take, let's try and take care of Switzerland first. Cheers, Mick. Thanks, Guy. Yeah, Mick McCarthy speaking after the game. Corkman and Republic of Ireland midfielder Conor Horan also spoke to the media to Richie McCormick after that draw seemed like a frustrating night all around out there I, 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 we kind of felt it up in the stands I guess you're feeling very much so on the pitch today yeah definitely um, listen it, it was frustrating for everyone out there I think uh, you know we know we can play better um, listen uh, let's not underestimate them I think they're, they're a good footballing side they're technically very good they keep the ball but um, yeah, listen it's a point it's a point gained um, you know the gaffer said in the dressing room there are four points over two games against them is, we would all would have taken that so listen um, four points isn't bad off them but um, a little bit of frustration as well because we know we can play better the message I guess from the stands looking on seemed to be at half time to get your foot in the ball take possession of the ball and take the sting out of the game from the Georgian point of view was that what Mick said to you at the break um, yeah I think um, we probably started the second half okay and kind of uh, and then later the more it went down it kind of came uh, the same as the first half a little bit um, yeah we wanted to put our foot on the ball and have that sustained um, pressure in there maybe in their half but um, yeah we, we didn't really do that tonight but uh, listen the most important thing is we didn't get beat either Seamus described the game as a bit helter-skelter is it something to go along with yourself and can you pinpoint why exactly that was yeah listen I think it was 100 miles an hour at times you know we won the ball back and then gave it to them and they gave it to us and a bit all over the place to be honest with you um, you know there wasn't too many clear-cut chances in the game Aaron had one at the end and John hit the post maybe we probably had the best chances even though probably they had more possession but uh yeah, maybe it was a bit frantic out there as well. Aaron Connolly seems like the kind of ideal pirate you want to play alongside. He's always buzzing, always kind of looking for the ball. How has he settled in yeah. uh, from your point of view over the last week? Yeah, he's been fantastic. Very, very sharp in training. Sharp coming on tonight. Um, you know, could have scored. Um, but listen, uh, I'm sure them goals will come at, at this level. But yeah, um, he's been fantastic. He seems to have untold confidence for a 19-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he's... Uh, goes about his business and uh, you know throws himself around in, in training and you know he's, he's had a few uh, fantastic finishes in training as well so the lads know that you know he's a good player and 
like I said tonight you'll probably be a little bit disappointed with that chance it was written in the lights for him but no listen he'll be delighted to come on tonight make that impact and uh, you know he'll be, he'll be a good player for us I know you'll be having uh, travel kind of arrangements to look forward to but there's also a fairly big game in the group tonight Denmark playing yeah. host of Switzerland will you have an eye on that? Yeah yeah. We'll have, listen we'll have a half an eye on it um, see how that result goes and listen we'll be geared up and ready to go Tuesday night again we're unbeaten in the group and um, as much as it was a little bit frustrating tonight we have to take big confidence from that How do you view the Swiss? How do you view the Swiss on Tuesday? Know, listen, they're a good side. That they showed that in in Dublin. You know, they keep the ball well, and uh, but listen, they'll have a bit bit of, bit of pressure behind them, I suppose, because they'll they'll be favourites going into that game, and um, you know, with their home fans behind them, they'll expect it to you know get the win. So we'll go there, like I said, full of confidence, unbeaten, and hopefully we can cause an upset. Uh, just in Aston Villa, you've had a pretty good start to the season. Scored a most recent outing there as well after a little bit of an in and out with Douglas. Things seem to be settling for you in the Premier League. Yeah, listen, they're going okay. Um, you know, delighted with the last result against against Norwich before coming away here. Um, yeah, been in and out in and out of the side before that, but the last couple of games it seems to have gone all right for myself and the team, which is good. What's Dean Smith's attitude been like? How's he kind of uh, himself approached life in the Premier League? Yeah, he's been fantastic. Same mentality every game, whether we play. Liverpool, Spurs or, or Burnley or whoever, you know, Southampton, uh, he always wants to win games of football, so, you know, it's great to be a part of that. And it's a great realisation for yourself to finally get up there to the Premier League. Yeah, it's great, yeah, trying to enjoy as much as I can, trying to play as many minutes as I can, you know, uh, hopefully score a few more goals over the course of the season, because I like to do that, and yeah, it's going all right. Yeah, Corkman, Connor Howard, speaking to Richie McCormick after the Republic of Ireland's nil-all draw with Georgia earlier on today. Casper Schmeichel has just pulled off an absolutely cracking save from Switzerland there. He's certainly keeping uh, Denmark in this game. Yeah, it's uh, an absolute belter of a shot and he just gets a, a touch on it and sends it up onto the crossbar. But uh, 50, 61 minutes gone in that game between Denmark and Switzerland and Ireland's uh, Group D and it is currently scoreless, nothing to report uh, other than some fantastic saves from Kasper Schmeichel keeping Denmark in that one uh, so far. Now, Ireland uh, rugby team, they drew, or they didn't draw, they overcame Samoa earlier on today, getting the bonus point win. Uh, A big win, they went down a man as well, with Bondiaki getting a red card in the first half as well for a head-high tackle. Um, But after the match, Joe Schmidt and Rory Best spoke to the media in the press conference area. So there is just a tiny bit of an echo on this, but uh, sure, see what you think. Joe, uh, congratulations on making the quarterfinal. What did you like about that performance? And if you could just give us an idea if there's any uh, injuries or anything like that after Yeah, I really like the start again. I think we started really well in all four games. We just haven't continued it. And I, I felt this time we continued it pretty well. Um, it was disappointing probably to concede the try that we did. Um, some more muscled up really well for it. But I actually thought that we were tactically... Uh, relatively solid um, once we lost Bundy because it, it, it would have been very hard to play with a huge amount of width. Uh, I still felt the, the try that we got down the short side to make it um, four tries was uh, was really effectively done after getting the all going. Uh, Johnny shooting down the short side. Um, Jordan Lama creating the try for Johnny uh, prior to that. And um, you know, in the second half Probably wasn't great to watch, but it was uh, it was comforting to know that we were in the right part of the pitch, and uh, and we went to a couple of strong points for us with the mall and the scrum and 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 carried close with uh, with the man down. That's inevitably um, probably the strong suit that you're going to play to. Joe, um, whoever you play next week will have a, had an easier run in physically. Um, by the same token, you wouldn't have wanted to have missed out on that performance. The value of it is greater than a weekend off, surely. Yeah, it's one of those conundrums, really. It, you you want to get some rhythm and you, and you want to, um, probably on the back of us not having played for nine days, it's probably important to play, whereas, uh, you know, I, I do think some of the other teams had, had shorter turnarounds and, and therefore they're probably delighted. But... Um, you know, I think it's uh, it's enough work that we got through that that will stand to us hopefully. But at the same time, it, it was a lot of work. The the forwards particularly really muscled up well and and had to work really hard. And that's a little bit attritional. Um, but you know, that's something they like and they enjoy doing anyway. And um, 
Well, they do at the time, probably tomorrow morning. They, they feel the effects of it. So for us, it will be really important to recover well. And it, it probably just squeezes up our preparation, uh, whereas either of the opponents that we'll have, they'll uh, watch tomorrow evening's game, see the result, know who they're playing. But in the meantime, they'll be ready to hit the ground running, whereas we might need another, uh, another day or so to recover. Uh, Joe, what did you think of the red card decision? And if there is to be a hearing and a follow-up, do you think there are enough grounds there for Bondiaki not to be suspended beyond this point? Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I spoke to Steve Jackson. Um, you know, he, he's obviously uh, suffered from uh, a couple of red cards or a couple of uh, sightings from, from his players. And it's, it, it's, a, it's a really tough situation. I think Bundy is upright. You see both his hands behind the, the shoulder blades of the of the player who, who's just just starting to come up, and it's all split second stuff. So, you know, we live in hope, and and uh, and we'll see what the what the judiciary decide. But um, once it's a red card, you, you sense a, a loss of control over what happens next. No matter what you try to present. Um, we know there's a very hard line, and um, yeah, I, I certainly feel for for Bundy. Um, he's pretty devastated that that you know his tournament, any any further participation in the tournament is now at risk. Yeah, Joe Schmidt speaking uh, post match there after the game and touching on the Bundyaki incident. I think uh, Samoa, the cap- both captain and uh, manager. Uh, head coach have come out and said that uh, they'll do everything they have to do or asked to do to uh, get him off any suspension. They want him playing as well, of course. Uh, he's a touch of uh, Simone um, heritage as well there. But anyway, a uh, good win for Ireland earlier on today in the last group game. They'll take on uh, either New Zealand or South Africa in that quarterfinal uh, next week. We'll know at midnight whether the Scotland game tomorrow against Japan is going ahead they're making a call on that game uh, then so uh, still not sure what games are actually going to go ahead tomorrow because of the typhoon that's on over there so a uh, very interesting times and Scotland have said that they're going to uh, take world rugby to court if the game is called off but it doesn't uh, make the world rugby look great with uh, matches being called off uh, but I suppose player and uh, supporter welfare and safety paramount there it is a typhoon after all the worst in 60 years in the country Elsewhere, Cork City got their first win last night under Neil Fain, a 3-2 win against UCD with uh, that winner coming late in the game as well. Neil Fenn spoke with Colm O'Sullivan. Full time here at Turner's Cross and a 3-2 victory with the manager Neil Fenn. Fenny, we can finally talk about a win and you're up and running. Yeah, it's good to get the three points. Um, not too sure about performance and some of the chances. It was a little bit hairy at the end, but look, we're delighted to get the three points finally and um, that's, that, that's that monkey off our back. Because obviously you've been hoping for the win since you came in here important to finally get the victory and get those three points but as you said there were still a lot of things in the second half there it looked like UCD could easily have equalised numerous times yeah it wasn't good enough it wasn't good enough all around all over the pitch really so plenty to work on it actually feels like last week was we were better and we didn't win so that's, that's football isn't it so you know you get judged on your results so you know we won tonight so I'll take that but performance wise nowhere near good enough I suppose the, the main thing out of it tonight is might have never been in doubt but there was always a niggling doubt officially safe and officially securing top flight football next season yeah that was always a doubt obviously um, the, the results last week um, Finn Harps not being UCD last week helped us so it was it was going to be a long shot for Finn Harps to stay up I think they, they'd appreciate that but you know let's put that to bed now and we've got two games left and we want to try and get maximum points taking the positives out of tonight you started some of the young guys uh, O'Brien Whitmarsh up front you had Alec Byrne in again uh, you're, you're trying out a lot of young guys and you're hoping for the best with them and they did okay tonight I thought they both did very well yeah I think that um Benny and worked really hard was unlucky with a chance he had there um, led the line well held the ball up and, and was a threat of his pace so he did very well and Alec again is improving every week so um, you know he's definitely one for the future for us uh, You mentioned during the week that there's only four players from the current squad in contract for next season have you at this stage decided who you want and who you don't want or are you still kind of 
taking chances on guys and seeing that maybe they have a chance to prove themselves yeah I think so I think we're, we're judging them all the time but you know it's not, it's not whether I want them or not it's whether or not that they want to stay as well you know yeah, it's obviously not... that's a factor too yeah but like, I mean it's it probably both factors yeah, a little bit yeah it's to keep some of them and, and some of them will probably move on and, and, and you know that's, that's like any club at this time of year so yeah but we, I've spoken to I've spoken to most of the players now so they know what's happening have you spoken to players elsewhere yet or is that all for the off season that's not allowed I'm afraid that yeah, that's banned I forgot about that you can't tell me that either way <laughs> yeah so no I haven't spoken to anybody no ok we'll go with that um, so next week Dundalk um, up and running with a win now tonight finally uh, two games left they're two very very tough games but you'll be hoping to just round off the season with a few decent results yeah like you look at the results and I you know Dundalk were beating at Bose um, you can read into that what you want I'm, I'm not sure what, what team Vinny put out but um, so that's going to be a tough game here next week you know obviously Dundalk very very difficult opponents and then Rovers away Finops have, have, have just lost their 1-0 this evening I think with a late goal so another tough place to go so tough games but they're all tough at this stage of the season and we, you know we, we just need to improve on tonight and keep improving and keep um getting better and keep working hard and, and you know we'll, we'll see what happens then at this stage you want the season to just finish get it over with put your own stamp on the squad and start next season afresh and hopefully with a good start next year well it's a long off season and you do miss it so do I want the season to end no because I, I love the match days I love the training but after night like after nights like tonight where it's just finally over you, you know we've got a result we've won um, and now we can relax a little bit and go and play the next two games I'd not really want the season to end no but I'd like to you know put my own ideas on a, on a squad that, that I've selected yeah Neil Fenn speaking there uh, after their 3-2 win over UCD yesterday evening it turners across and not too impressed with the um, with the the performance, I suppose, but he said that a few times already this year. So uh, interesting to hear from him um, there. Um, plenty more to come. We're going to hear from George O'Callaghan possibly tomorrow, but we're going to preview the Cork Senior Camogie Championship final, which takes place tomorrow at Castle Road at four o'clock in Ascara and Sars. We're going to hear from them. Uh, in the next half hour but uh, first just uh, Joe Smith uh, spoke again uh, after the game today and uh, he just explained how delighted he was that his team handled the the situations probably wasn't great to watch but it was uh, it was comforting to know that we were in the right part of the pitch and uh, and we went to a couple of strong points for us with the mall and the scrum and carried close with uh, with a man down that's inevitably probably the strong suit that you're going to play to yeah, Joe Schmidt speaking there, just uh, following on from that press conference as well. Uh, plenty more to come. As I mentioned, we're going to preview the Cork Camogie SE Systems Senior Camogie Championship Final between Indescara and Sarsfields. That's all on the way next. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. Joined in studio by Jerry Wallace, the Cork Minor Camogie Manager, and Trezo Callan, a journalist in Cork. Uh, guys, welcome to the bench. Hi, Kieran. Hello, Kieran. Um, guys, uh, a big, big match obviously this weekend uh, for Camogie in Cork in Ascara. Always there, thereabouts. Um, and Sars, I, th- I think I mentioned Killer, but uh, Sars playing them in the the final. Um, big, huge day for them as well. Uh, in the final as well I suppose it's been a while yeah yeah it has I suppose look it's 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 a great occasion to be looking forward to first of all they'll both be enjoying the build up um, this weekend and rightly so um, as you said Kiran and Ascara have been here before um, you know they're they're great champions and to be going for four in a row speaks for itself um, for SARS you know it's it's a whole new experience for these girls the last time they won the county final was 1989 and it was their one and only um, but I suppose look every final is a two horse race and that's mm-hmm. the way they both will be coming into it and in my view I would be looking at it like youth I suppose against experience Yeah I suppose Jerry Sarah's very young side I'm sure they have a bit of experience there as well but uh, a young side a bit of a surprise ticket as well Like a lot of people would have said the Bears would have beat them in that semi-final but here we are Yeah I suppose that's that's the, what makes the game wonderful like is that you'll always have a team that'll improve or a club that 
suddenly gets a group of players together that starts to perform and, and starts to develop. We played the Sarsfields earlier in the year as, in a minor challenge. Uh, the Cork Miners played Sars earlier in the year. And I remember that morning I said, my God, Sars have a lot of work, but you know, you have to be impressed. I think it's about 16 or maybe 17 teams started out in the championship this year here in the Cork Mogi Senior Championship. And we're down to the last two now, Sars and Inascara. And uh, I've been mightily impressed with them. Um, they have a blend there of young players, mm. um, a mix of youth. And then they've, you know, I know everyone is saying that they're young and they're youthful and they're maybe inexperienced, but there's a small bit of steadiness in the team there as well with the girl, Lucy Allen and Emer Fennell there. And there's a girl there in the middle of the field, uh, Claire Holland. She does a hell of a lot of work for them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I've been impressed with them in, at the games I've been going to. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to to, uh, to Sunday's game. It's yeah. a good double header there. The intermediate final is on before that, Kieran. And yeah. I think it's a good day for everyone in sport. You know, it's a great, great finish to the year. Yeah, yeah. Trez, um, already mentioned this guy, always there, thereabouts. They need a replay, though, against uh, Killer to, to get to, to here. They did, and um, it was touch and go, you know, for the entire 60 minutes. They pipped it in the end. I suppose Killer will be disappointed. They had, mm. they had an opportunity to draw a level, but prior to that, I think they had other opportunities as well, you know, where they could have been on top coming down the home straight. But, you know, that's where your experience comes in. And in Ascara, they regrouped and, you know, they sought out. And I think that game will actually stand to them. You know, it's... It, it's a game like that is probably worth about 10 training sessions you yeah. know to them and I think they'll have learned an awful lot from it and it certainly teased them up but you know just to endorse what Jory has said about SARS they're there on merit I mean if you look at the teams that they have beaten in the championship and they're teams who you know have um, I suppose a lot of uh, championships under their belt as well in the first round they beat Douglas then they beat Milford I mean Milford have been wonderful ambassadors for the game then they beat Carberry and that was after extra time so they had a one point win there as well in that game so you know I think it's it's teed up wonderfully for the final look the important thing on a county final day is that you bring everything to the table and that you just leave it all there like neither team wants to go away and say look you know we didn't perform for the first 30 minutes or so I think if SARS can get going there from the word go I think this game could really go down to the wire Yeah other than um, I think the first round against Aerog uh, in a scar they've been very tight with all the the, the games, the results, maybe a one or two point win just about over, other than that, that first win over Aerog, so all their games have been very, very tight. I think when you look at the championship this year from the very start, I think the games have been very competitive. I suppose the only disappointing game of the year was the game between Corsi Rovers and St. Finbars mm-hmm. in the quarterfinal. Like, Corsi's never kicked on because it had a lot of problems this year with injuries and so forth and other issues there. That, like, so that was a disappointment that mm-hmm. day. But the other three games, they were they were mighty contests. So they were. You had the game um, between like uh, Killa and the Glen. Yeah. That was a fierce game on the Sunday evening. So it was that ended up that could have gone either way that evening. You had the Catrons in Ascara game was a, played under wicked conditions. But once again in Ascara, playing against a strong wind and gale and and driving rain, used the experiences of the last five six years. You know, and the way this their mm-hmm. team has developed. And then you had Sars and Carberry. That was a great, great game. Like Carberry will be kicking themselves that they left that behind them this year. But Sars took advantage in overtime and won the match and or, or progressed on to the county final. And just going in on Inascara there, Trey's there, like, like Inascara, I was fierce impressed with Inascara in the drawing game against Killa. Yes, coming out of it, I would have said Killa, you know, should have probably won it. But you win nothing in life unless you make it happen. Yeah. And Inascara showed their cuteness at the start of the second half in that game. And I also felt from the from the, the the week before from the from the the drawn match they made a, they made a change as well as at left half back they brought on a girl by the name of Kira Ring now Kira Ring wouldn't be known in the older generations of Camogie and Cork but she's was with me last year in the minor and she suffered a very bad injury and she's actually an outstanding wing back and she was fierce impressive in the first half of the game against Killer the last day and in the mm-hmm. second half of the game she's a real stopper of, on the ball she's a strong girl. And and she, she, they were very, very, very shrewd. And I also felt that Inascara adapted very well to Killa on the night and that they withdrew their half-forward line back and they closed down all the spaces, which prevented the likes of Hannah Looney and them getting at them like they were doing in the first half. 
Inescara have a grand blend at the moment. They have the traditional strong players like they have Rena Buckley, they have Neil McCarthy, Neve Dilwart. Katie O'Mahony, their vice captain there this year, she goes, she does some amount of work because mm-hmm. the night they played Catherine's, she was their winner. She won the ball when they needed to win the ball and that didn't allow, you know, load, load, load them to kick on and win the game. But they have a balance there, like they have a girl, Anya O'Regan there, she was in around mm-hmm. the minor panel with us. Claudia Keane is still a minor next year and have won an All-Ireland football medal this year with John Cleary's Cork minor football team. And then you, you look at Kira Ring, who has come back into the picture for them again, a minor. And you have Ellen Murphy, the corner forward, who always kicks in with two or three points or a goal. Now, Ellen was on the minor panel with this year, but, you know, with Drew, because she wasn't, uh, she felt she wasn't, she was a bit, a bit sick as the year was developing, so she needed to get strong. But her club is benefiting from that now, so it is. You know, they're a serious operation with um, with good experienced players mm-hmm. and young players, you know. Yeah. But um, it's all to play for, really, like... Yeah, Trez, they've had, a, in Scar, they've had a, a very long year, um, I think, uh, going out in the All-Ireland Series, St. Martins and Wexford on in mm-hmm. WIT. Mm-hmm. That was a, a very, very bitter, cold uh, day down in Carganor. Um, they've, they've had a, a very long year. Yeah, but I suppose they've had a long four years, okay. you could yeah, say, you know. But when you're winning, Ciarán, you know, it's wonderful to be playing camogie this time of the year. I yeah. always love to be, you know, yeah. going out yeah. training when the, the nights were closing in because yeah. it's a sign that you're doing everything right and you know and like they have but I suppose just to balance it out you know to look at at where SARS are coming from you have to admire like their rise to fame it's been mm-hmm. so rapid in the last number of the years I suppose look while they won't be featuring just yet but they won three All-Ireland failure titles in 2016 2017 2018 now 2016 you will have some of those players mm-hmm. obviously featuring but they also have won a couple of minor titles they've only been obscene or this their fourth year mm-hmm. so you know you you look at where they have come from like it is such so contrasting forms when you look at yeah. in this car going for four in a row and you look at SARS four years up senior but I mean if you go through the SARS team as well you know Jory has, has already mentioned like where the experience is coming there like Emer Finnell I would know her as Emer O'Farrell right. you know uh, yeah. you know I mean she's been such a servant to, to, to SARS don't you through you the years you must have crossed years ago ah, <laughs> she's, a, she's, a, she's a fantastic player and look her husband Emmett Finnell is the manager of the team okay, and I'm impressed as well with his management team you know it's a lot of ex-hurlers footballers right. down from around the area and you know they seem to be to be coming good as well at this time but like you, you have players there like Katie Barry you know on the back down Idel Lonergan and I mean you'll have come across a lot of these players Ellen Murphy as well they have joined captains there Lucy Allen which seems to be working very well you know for them for them this year Holly Hurley got, got a goal for them the last day you know I mean they have an awful lot of players to pick from as well but they certainly have and if you if you look at that trace there like Molly Lynch the goalkeeper Molly is, is the goalie that played and goes for the mm-hmm. minor team this year in Mundial Ireland mm-hmm. so she's a steady custodian mm-hmm. of the goal you take Rhianna Manny there the corner forward 15 or we'll take Ella Woods or Kira Irwin and, and um, Becky Morgan there they were all in around the training group and a lot of them are still under 17 and are, will be coming into feature maybe next year yes. for a minor minor setup as well so like Sars are a well ba- balanced outfit as well so they're yeah. Yes, it's and got I mean, the makings of a fantastic. It party. has, and what you would hope, and look, what you would hope for both teams is a county final day is is a memorable occasion, and not a, every player gets to play in them. First of all, you hope that both teams turn up and both you know play to their potential, but I think SARS, you know, more so. In Ascara had the experience of being there for the last three county finals. Stars need to have their heads, you know, correct coming into this. And, you know, the occasion, it, they cannot, it cannot be about the occasion. You know, they have to be ready to go from the off. And if they are, yeah. you know, I think, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult to pick a winner. Well, it'll be, it'll be very difficult to, to, to talk about that even at this, at this stage. But there's, there's a lot of influences too that'll be around the game on, on, on Sunday, like for us. So, like we'd be op- hoping that there has come in at national level a lot of criticism of, of, the, of the game being a loud flow here on, you know. And, but wouldn't it be great now if Cork could have a spectacle on, Saturday, on Sunday afternoon where, where that, uh, if a foul is committed, yeah, the foul is adjudicated on. But like, you know, to let a bit of, to let the game flow a bit and let, you know, exercise a bit of, of yeah. openness on it there, you know. We're not yeah. putting any pressure on the Ray Tor now. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that shortly, uh, Jerry. But uh, Trey has mentioned the success at underage level of of SARS and, and all the fail wins and everything. I suppose you, you'd 
be keeping an eye on them anyway as manager of the Cork Miners there's lots of work being done uh, across the board I suppose but particularly in, in SARS Oh there is there's a, there's a massive amount of work down there and you've got to give great credit to that club down there I mean I, I go for a walk there every Monday around that area because my daughter takes a music yeah. lesson there and I, you can't be both impressed with Sarsfields as a GA club and as a Camogie yeah. club attached to, to our units here in Cork um, like you know, we're all we're we're worried about Sars not turning up on on Sunday. I I don't know because there's so much tradition there and there's so much success there. Their senior men's team this year was in the county hurling semi final, and like there's a there's an atmosphere around that whole club of oh, oh and I want to succeed like and be successful and they do it in the right way like and they're very accommodating to everyone around that community. It's a huge growth. It's one of the biggest clubs. Uh, in the Camogie Association here in Cork. It, it, is, it, it, is, it is, it is. It's a massive club. So, like, they, they're coming in here as well on, on, on Saturday, on Sunday, with, with a positivity about them. They won't but believe that they can win this title as well, like, you know, on, on Sunday. Um, so it is all. It is really all to play yeah. for there, like, you're on, like, you know. Yeah, Trez, um the last time they met in the Championship, I think it was last year in Round 3, uh, the, the stars were hockeyed by in this car. I don't know were you ever on the receiving end of much hockey and but um, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of motivation for this weekend. I was afraid where that was going to. Um, look, of course it is, and I mean, you know, motivation. You know, that's what that's what management is there for. You, you've you've got to use that, you know, in a positive way and to your advantage. Yeah. Anything at all you can gather that is going to help you to motivate a team you know, is vital coming into this game. Of course it is. But, you know, you can't be reminiscing back on losses like that as well. You've got to get over them. You've got to move on from them. You've got to build from them. You've got to show that you have a point to prove. You know, you can't be going backwards with a view to going forwards. It's, It's all about the next game. Yeah. You know, you hear the big soccer team saying on a, on a Saturday or on a Sunday or Monday once that game is over, yeah. they don't want to talk about that game. It's all about the next game. So, you know, for SARS, OK, look, they've had that. But look, they're a different team now. Absolutely different team. They've they've a couple, you know, look, they've Nevo Callaghan there. We haven't mentioned her at all. Mm. Who's a Cork senior player. Mm. You know, I mean, they're, they're a coming force. Yeah. Jory has some of the players with him. Some of them have been on the intermediate team, yeah. you know. So they are coming. And look, if, if, and I mean, they won't want to hear this, but if they don't win a county final next Sunday, you know, they'll be back again the next year. But yeah. listen, they'll only be coming to Castle Road on Sunday with one thing on their mind, and that's to take the cup back to Glenmire. And I, I mean, that's clear. That's the challenge for every everyone that's involved in team sport. Is like you'll have your days, and you have to rise to the occasion. Yes. If it doesn't happen. You have to get on and get up and get at it again the following year. And I suppose that's what we're doing as a minor management for Cork at the moment. We're looking at all the players. We go to all the matches. We have a network of people that go to the matches if we can't attend. We identify the girls that are between the age of seventeen and eighteen mm-hmm. for that are eligible to play for Cork. We look at everyone. We and. We bring them in around the programme then and I've had the girls from Sars, I've had the girls from Inniscarra, but I can go back over all the other clubs, the 16 clubs that started the Senior Championship this year, the Intermediate Clubs, the Junior Clubs. We've, we've trailed them all and we've had them all in and we've, we look at, we try to get them, as many of them in as possible to be, to be part of Cork, to be yeah. successful for Cork and that's what it's all about really like. And yeah. to be massive now on Sunday, if we can get, uh, if we can get both clubs to, you know, if both clubs can, and both clubs will because they're there. Mm-hmm. That it just happens for both clubs on the day, and we end up with a great match. Yeah, and I think you know, Camogie is a very healthy state in Cork, That's and right. that will be reflected on Sunday. I mean, if you look at new finalists this year, of course, the Rovers yeah, last year. I was going to say that yeah, with Sars this year and Corsi's last year. Yes. it's obviously a bit. Of, it's refreshing for the championship. It is, and you have to acknowledge the great work that's going on around the county as well. Um, You know, the fact that you have uh, new contenders again this year. Listen, look, you know, there's peaks and valleys in in every club, and that's the beauty of it, and that's the beauty of the championship, that you have new teams emerging, or re-emerging in this Mm -hmm. case. And it's a long time to be without any, you know, any senior silverware, at least, anyway, um, down in in SARS. And, you know, they'll be hugely motivated by that yeah. ma- everyone will be massively motivated and I mean if if you're a girl that's part of uh, other clubs and you have an interest in being involved with an inter-county, Cork inter-county setup like sun- this Sunday Castle Road is the place to be because so mm. you go into that to see the two best teams now 
because of the championship system in Cork, the two best teams are there, which is still probably debated by everyone. Maybe other teams had a night off or had a bad night earlier on and would say, well, we should be there. But if you're from the traditional clubs like St. Finbar's or the Glen Rovers, or you're coming from the divisional teams... Like if you're if you're really interested in camogie and developing, it's in there on on Sunday and gandering that spirit. Like it was wonderful in the CIT last week at the replay yeah. game between Killa and yes. South. Yes, it was one or in Ascara, it was wonderful. There was a buzz inside in the stadium. Yes. You could feel the tension. You could feel the excitement inside in the stadium, and the match was fantastic. So it was, and like if that was to transfer over to Castle mm-hmm. Road on Sunday, like. There could be young girls in there at the age of six, seven, eight, nine, ten, watching that, and they'll come home with their heroes. They'll come home with their heroes in both clubs, but there are other girls that'll go there that are neutrals, mm. and they'll stick to the game of camogie and yeah. they'll come forward and yeah. play the game of camogie. And Trace, I would agree with Trace. Cork camogie is in a very good place. We might have had a blip this year, not winning the All Ireland at senior. But we're in a very good place. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're competitive. And to go back, I suppose, to last um, Friday night to the replay between, yeah. um, and I know you want you're going to bring it up, Kieran. Um, the replay, uh, the county semi final replay between Killa and Inascara. Um, to me. You know, the reason that it was such um, a spectacle was because it was such a free-flowing game. Like, from once Simon Stokes threw in that slitter to the very end, there was no let-up. And it was just played at at a high intensity and at a massive speed. And I think the fact that the game was able to flow along... um, added hugely to us. It, it, it added massively and it, it added massively to the people in the cover stand and it brought up the spirit and it brought up the cheering and it brought up the uh, the shouting out, you know, from the crowd and uh, it added to the whole atmosphere. Mm. But the players on the pitch had to be commended because they they bought into mm-hmm. what he was doing. They he knew they knew that the way he was refereeing it that he, yeah. he was going to let it flow. And they bought into that. They just didn't go looking for the freeze. They took the scores under pressure. They took the scores mm-hmm. in difficult situations. And like it was, it was fantastic to see it. And, you know, I think everyone afterwards could only shake hands with everyone afterwards. Yeah. From both teams, even spectators, yeah. because everyone had witnessed something fantastic out there. So they had. Yeah. And I suppose what we're trying to get to in a roundabout way is, yeah. you know, this year has been a big year for mm-hmm. the Camogie Association and their approach to rule changes. Yeah, it's, they've kind of maybe put it in off as the, the wrong term. The rule changes have come up at Congress before and they've always yes. not happened. Um, delegates have voted against them, whatever. But there seems to be an even bigger call now from the players, especially from Cork, um, about rule changes and that the game maybe is... Going yeah. beyond uh, or progressing beyond where the rules, what the rules are at allow. The moment. Yeah. yeah, look, I suppose it goes back to last year's All Ireland Senior Camogie Final. Yeah. Um, it was it was a low scoring game, and it was won by a late free, uh, which Orlocotta brilliantly put over the bar. We must remember, mm. but you know, was it a free? Look. Um, I suppose what, what, what I would like to see achieved is, look, I'm not neglecting the fact that the safety of players is paramount and it's number one. You're a referee, Kieran, yeah. and you, you will vouch for that. But the game has moved on to such a level. Look, strength and conditioning, nutrition are a huge part of hurling, camogie, football, whatever it is at the moment now. So the girls are physically stronger. What a lot of people don't realise when they're watching camogie, they come in off the street and they watch a match, is that number one, there are rule differences between mm-hmm. hurling and camogie. Now, there, there are quite a few of them there, but I just want to mention maybe two or three mm-hmm. of them, which I think you know people might be surprised to hear. In camogie, if you put your hand on an opposing player's back, it's a free. That is not a free in hurling. You'll hear it called for, but it's not a free uh, yeah. in hurling. Deliberately shouldering an opponent is a free in camogie, and it's not in hurling. And look, they're 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 probably the two um, technical fouls that mm-hmm. that I would love to see um, changed. And look, there's one other then that says that you can hand pass a goal. But look, that's that. To me, the other two are far more serious because if you're going to be blowing for them every time. Yours, it's a stop-start game, and if if you can, you know what I say, 
if you can kind of um, maybe change them a little bit I don't know what I don't know what you have to do without you don't want to leave you know leave there that, that somebody can get hurt or anything like that but you certainly need to alter those rules that they will allow a game to flow Mm, well, as from a coaching perspective, like and I, like I'd be, I'd be always kind of short to cross over into the administration side because I'm after getting enough grief over the years from from doing, from sticking my nose into things that I shouldn't. Um, from a coaching perspective, I had to when I when I got involved with the Camogie two years ago, I had to sit down and read the rules of Camogie, and I had mm. to equip myself immediately with what I was going to be dealing with from the purpose of training the girls and the techniques. Uh, that you're allowed to use. So, for example, like you are allowed to play the hurley, you know, as it's coming through in the air. So you can flick the hurley. Uh, you can flick the hurley when you're going into contact on the ground and you can protect the ball and so forth. So there were rules that are not in, available in the men's game. And then, like when I'd meet the girls before training any evening, you'd look at the girls and you'd say, oh my God, they're all wonderful. Like, you know, quite calm, timid, mm-hmm. you know, not a, they wouldn't, butter wouldn't melt in their mouth. And then you bring them outside and inside the white lines and you start your training session. And then you're dealing with a different person altogether. You're dealing with a competitive athlete, touching on what Trace has there, who's got very great knowledge now in nutrition aspects of their lifestyle habits, their strength and conditioning. Most of the girls are seeking out and searching training techniques either through the internet or through gyms and in their own local areas or even at home in their own clubs. They're going through winter programs and gymnasium programs, and that's making a stronger, um, more solid athlete, a, a really strong athlete and a, a healthy athlete. And then you have possibly some rules within the game that are maybe after serving their time and haven't evolved with the way the game has gone and the pace of the game. Because we're dealing with extremely fast ladies here. They are unbelievable when they're in contact. Mm-hmm. The skill of touch on the wrist, the skill of the hurley, and then you align that with their pace and their conditioning and you're dealing with contacting. And it's not contact because contact is is deliberate. It's contact because they don't they only have eyes for one thing, and that's the ball. And that when you go back to the old generation of hurling men way back, mm. and the first thing I was taught when I was able to hold a hurley was Wallace, keep your eye on the ball. So if you're keeping your eye on the ball and you're going in and you only have an eye for the ball, you you could end up having contact. And I think that's Trey's where the shouldering or the aspect has to be allowed because I have seen issues as, as in at Intercounty this year, at Minor even, where we have had, you know, shouldering going on mm. between players from different counties and has been blown up and maybe sometimes has been missed, but it has become part of the game. And I would also concur like the, the hand pass of the ball to the back of the net certainly I think could be debated mm-hmm. you know possibly should be debated yeah, because it's not- yeah uh, Jerry Wallace and Teresa Collins speaking with me previewing tomorrow's senior camogie final in Castle Road at 4 o'clock between Inniscarra and Sars that's all we have time for on the bench this evening you can hear that preview in full and the podcast in full on the redfm.ie website and anywhere you get your podcast very very shortly Steve is up next we'll talk to you tomorrow Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM.